You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome to Inside Mountain Bike Radio. I'm your host, Ben Welnack, and with me today is Casey Hildebrandt. He is the, I would say, founder, creator of the Underground Project, which is a new development cycling team, which is based in Wisconsin. And he is aiming, the project is aiming to fill a pretty big void with development opportunities within the United States and especially the Midwest. So I wanted to get him on here. He was a guest way back. So if you've been a listener since the beginning, you might recognize his name. But he was a good guest. And actually, I think you did a, a host by your ear. You did a show where you hosted it. And uh, so it was, it was pretty cool. But it's good to have him back. He's been through. He's had a lot of experiences along the last few couple of years. And uh, I think he brings a pretty interesting perspective. So we're going to go back in time. Talk about what he's been over, you know, up to the last couple of years. Um, give new listeners who didn't hear it back then uh, a little bit of his history, and then we'll talk about the underground project. So, Casey, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right. Like I said, you were on Mountain Bike Radio a long time ago, so that was uh, a lot has changed for both of us since then. So I appreciate you uh, coming on and doing this. Absolutely. Uh, all right, before we get to the Underground Project, I want to give listeners an idea of who you are. Um, I don't want to take you back to, you know, when you started riding, when you, when you did all this. I mean, to give listeners kind of a base, I mean, you were, you're a young guy. How old are you? I am 20 years old. So. All right, so you're 20 years old, and you're at the point of when I had interviewed you initially. I mean, you're mixing it up with fast guy. You're a fast guy. You've raced uh, a lot of races over the years. You've done. You were starting to really get into the Wisconsin Off Road Series, and you compete. I mean, you're right up there with the Cat One guy. I mean, you're one of the fast guys. And um, so I want to, you know, with that base, I want to talk about your motivation over the last few years, uh, which is, you know, it's really common for a lot of riders to really hit it hard and then kind of maybe burn out or kind of lose that extra edge, take some time off, come back, do that. And, you know, it seems to me just, you know, basically following you on Facebook and I talked to you a couple times, it seems to me you've kind of been along that path of, you know, doing it and you kind of lose what you want to do with it and then you come back. And being 20 years old, I mean, you, it uh, it's an interesting perspective. So let's talk about that. What, what's what been going on in the last few years? <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, the past couple of years, I think I was on the show probably three years ago, I believe. I think it was May. I think you were one of the first ones, so it would have been like June 2012, yeah. so almost three years, eh? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've been, you know, I started racing in high school after I stopped all the uh, traditional sports, team sports, got into racing bikes, and uh, I fell in love with it, you know? I mean, just a, a lot of people have that, they really like it, get all into it you know, wrench out of shop and all that. And, um, I eventually went to college and raced, uh, on a couple of varsity teams. First I was at Ripon and then down at Lindenwood university and in St. Charles, just outside of St. Louis in Missouri. Both, and those are both pretty high caliber teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, uh, I, uh, was doing good, you know, as a junior, got to college, had some success in the, uh, 
not only the conference but the uh, on the national in the national championships and stuff like that. I uh, got a couple podiums at nationals, which was awesome. But at the same time, when I transferred down to Lindenwood, I was uh, I was going a little nuts. Not necessarily with training, but just racing. And so, not only was I racing mountain bikes all summer during you know when school is out of session, but then I'm also coming back racing mountain bikes in the fall. And well, actually, I raced track as well. So I went from mountain bikes all summer to track. To mountain bikes for collegiate collegiate track collegiate mountain bikes what did you do uh, in, what did you run in track track i did uh i filled in some i did a mass start race and then i did the individual stuff okay so like like distance wise oh i mean we're talking like like on the velodrome you know oh gotcha i thought yeah, you yeah, were, yeah. Oh, gotcha I, i'm i'm thinking okay you're double duty and then you're actually doing uh like track like running oh, track no. so okay yeah, gotcha, my bad yeah gotcha. so like you know on the velodrome and i was gonna uh, say that's why you burned out is because you're running and you're riding and you're doing all this kind of crazy stuff yeah but yeah okay so you're doing track yeah so basically track. i was doing four to five i tried five out of five uh disciplines which would be track mountain bike collegiate um collegiate mountain bike track cross bmx and road and uh so from going from track and mountain bikes to cross to road and I mean, I was just full on full year for, you know, a year and a half, two years straight. And it got to the point where I honestly wasn't even riding my bike. I got to, uh, you know, and I was having some success, like, like I said, a podium at nationals for collegiate and it was great. You know, I was only riding though, like three, four times a week, maybe five, 10 hours less than that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, really got to the point, I believe it was around, 20 it was uh it was actually right before i went out to boulder for cross nats last year so we're talking 2013 the end of 2013 that fall i really suffered i was i had a really good summer in wars i was in the lead group you know with like tristan and shriver and and all those fast guys and got to the fall and i just fell apart and i I didn't even want to ride my bike anymore so i was racing but i wasn't riding got sick before boulder uh cross nats in 2014 uh, January it took the whole year off basically last year and uh kind of got out of touch with it I honestly rode my bike five times the entire summer um but I also fell in love with paddling again so I did a lot of canoeing this summer and uh and I I realized how much I love doing other things as well but during that time I also realized like wow I really I really do miss racing my bike. I know I always ride bikes, whether it's once a month or once a day, twice a day. You know, I'll always ride, but the paddling just really took me in after uh, after I started getting back into that, and and I still love that. But I also realized I miss racing bikes, and that's what I want to do. So I got uh, a lot of things in line. Um, you know, uh, my diet's way better than it's ever been. You can talk to just about anyone and. They'll tell you I ate pizza and French fries just about every day, and uh, and that changed that. I'm my I'm working on just a lot of small changes to get myself in shape, and I'm riding more than I ever have been. But and I'm just enjoying it, so it's uh, I think I'm on track to to get back into things and hopefully uh, continue some success I've had previously. But I really want to build upon that, and uh, and yeah, I have some big goals this year, so that's kind of. Yeah. 
It's yeah. kind of what I went through. So. Yep, and we'll talk about those big goals after uh, we we discuss the underground project. Uh, sure. So let's talk about the project. What? Where did you come up with the idea? I mean, was it something that you had participated in earlier and you just kind of wanted to beef something up and make something new, or where did that come from? Yeah, so when I started racing bikes, uh, there was a team, it was called Expo Racing, based out of Hartford, Wisconsin. There's a shop called Expedition Supply. Um, the Peters family, and a lot of people that race wars are familiar with the Peters. And uh, they kind of started a development team, which they took me under and i mean it was great you know we went out to colorado with a group of like 10 kids you know all the fast juniors back then miles nate i mean every you're talking everyone the peters and yeah it was great and i uh things that you know they not that it fell apart just kind of dwindled away you know they both are teachers they have kids now and it you know they have other important things in their life and and there's only a certain amount of time in a day so when that fizzled out and I've switched from juniors and went into college and now U23 or, and, and professional, it, it really hit me hard like, you know, wow, there's, you see teams in Colorado, you see teams in, in California, West Coast, East Coast, I mean, you got Cycle Youth down South, you got, like, Jeremy Powers got the Jam Fund up East uh, in New England, but in the Midwest, there's a few teams for sure, and there's definitely a lot more support on the road, but I started looking and it's like, what are these kids doing that? you know, they're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. What, what are they doing when they want to race mountain bikes and cross and, and they want to ride off road, but there's no support. And I struggled and I struggled as a junior to find that support. And luckily enough, I have, you know, family and friends and I had mentors that they would take, I don't have a car. They took me to races. You know, I worked at the shop just to, just to pay for racing and our sport is expensive. Like sadly it is, but but it's also fun, and it's as an outlet for a lot of people, and, and myself included. So, I realized like, not only do I have trouble finding support, and I have, but I know there's it's a struggle for a lot of kids, and uh, and I'm also uh, going to college to be a, prof- or a teacher. So, it, the underground project kind of stems from stems from that. So it's like a uh, stems from combined passions, I would say, of teaching and and work in riding bikes so mm-hmm. i want to give uh opportunities our mission statement on the on the other of the underground project is to provide young underprivileged cyclists opportunities and support to succeed both on and off the bike um so we want to not only not only help them out on the bike but we want to give them opportunities and we want to support them so they can become you know gentlemen and ladies off the bike Mm-hmm. be professional hopefully pursue an education which is not something everyone needs to do but really get gives them, them an up. opportunity to do it if they want to yeah exactly and, so and the skills to the skills that kind of step outside what the what's normal i would say too right yeah and uh and so say say we have a say we have a 16 year old kid and uh you know he's working 20 hours a week while i was in high school and I can say from my personal experience, it's hard and you and you want to ride and you want to do this, but there's only a certain amount of time. So say I have the opportunity, I get support for the pro, for the underground project. I can take that support, provide him with the bike, provide him, you know, take care of his entry fees and travel. So then say maybe he doesn't have to work 20 hours a week. Not only is he going to have, have fun on the bike, 
he can take that time. He can focus on his school, get better grades. If he wants to get into college, has a better chance of getting into college. And I think just a small change, you know, I mean, it's going to, it's not like it's easy. I mean, finding support is in the sport of cycling, it's difficult. So it's not going to be easy, but I think that, I think that I have a good shot of doing it and I really want to pursue that. So basically I want to take, uh, provide them with resources so they can, they can direct their resources as such as time. Basically they can take that time and direct it to things that they need to focus on off the bike too. And even on the bike. So, so they can be successful in whatever they want to do. Right. Somebody in that position, you know, let's say 15 year old, uh, they're not going to be able to go to a, you know, like a bike shop and say, Hey, I need to do this, this, and this because I want to take another group of, you know, three of us want to go do this. They're just not, they can't do that. Whereas you, you know, you put together some connections and you have a a bigger entity, I guess, going, it makes it pretty easy. All they have to do is focus on riding. Exactly. Yeah. So you you got this thing, this is fairly new, right? I mean, you kind of cooked this up. I mean, I've seen it out there for a few months, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been how long has this been something that you wanted to get going before you officially did it yeah so we i officially i don't want to say i but i mean there's a lot of people behind that behind the scenes i guess that are are really helping me out and it's great but so we launched the the underground project officially on january 1st of this year of 2015 but uh this idea which i'll i'll, I'll talk about in a little in a little mm-hmm. bit why why we're called the underground project but this idea and this philosophy is, has really been brewing inside for a while. I mean, at least a couple of years. Um, and it really started, I guess, when I was a junior. And it's like, wow, like you see some big teams out west and out east, like I said. But it's like, you know, how do, why don't we have something here? And, and it's always been an idea. And it's just, I, you know, it's time to do something about it. So. Yeah. yeah, a couple of years and and over the last I I mean I had talked trying to line up a contract for this year whether it's on the road or on mountain bikes and uh eventually you know I got talking and I was like why why not just why not just start it myself and and watch it grow and and eventually when I graduate college I and hope and hopefully land a job I uh I want to take I want to take personal accountability and I want to put well you know if I get support and get a core group of supporters that's great and if not I want to pour some like put my own money and my own effort into the team because I I I really think that there's kids out there that need it and so if I have to do it myself I'll I'll do it myself and Mm -hmm. right now obviously I'm not in a position to do that I'm I'm still trying to find support for myself for the upcoming year through the team and grow that so eventually we can add more riders but uh, yeah, it's been going on for a couple of years, and finally, uh, just it's time to do something. You know, I can't. Eventually, something has to be done. So, right. So, go through and talk about the process of getting that. Uh, you know, the I guess putting together a mission statement, website. Just give people an idea, especially some of the kids that might be listening to. Um, give them an idea of what it takes just to get this started. Because I know you were looking also at uh, the nonprofit thing, and I know that's. <laughs> There's a lot of work to to go into that sort of setup too. But go through, you know, give people an idea what you've what you've done to this point. Maybe some of the struggles, some of the things. Maybe hey, looking back, I would have done this or done this or things that have went well. Yeah. So uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work for sure, man. And I knew it was going to be a lot of work going into it. And I I really love to have things keeping me busy. Like, I love projects and I love really, like, working on things, whether it's something simple like, I don't know, building a chicken coop or or starting a development cycling team. But it's, uh, yeah, there's some struggles for sure, but it's totally worth it. And when I'm working on stuff, when... You know, I was working on the website and I was working on our proposal and the mission statement and everything like that. I was working on that months before we officially launched it. And so eventually I was like, you know, why not set, I have to set a, I'm going to have to set a guideline or a a timetable at some point to keep to. And I decided January 1st would be a great, a great day, you know, start the new year off and, and get it going. So that's when I decided to do that. But there's just, there's a lot going on this I mean, I have a new respect for not only like team managers or, or coaches in general, but just like even race promoters. Like I, I, you know, I'm involved in our, obviously I was involved in collegiate cycling for a while and I still am part of the UWSP club. Um, but it's, I mean, this is like a whole new game and it's, uh, it's a struggle for sure. But like I said, I have a lot of people that are helping me put together the proposal and, and we sent that out recently and we're talking with some some great companies so it'll be i'm glad that i have people helping me because i don't know i would like to think i could do it by myself but they've really helped a lot Mm -hmm. it's Um, like any business any any starting up any type of business or organization you definitely have to have connections to make it much go much smoother yeah and Mm -hmm. like i said as you know i'm and this is something that this is something that it's completely new to me but the nonprofit. Uh, registering that as an organization is uh, something that I really think would be beneficial, but I really have to take the time and 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 talk with the CPA and talk with talk with some people, whether it's a local, you know, the Wasa Chamber of Commerce or whatever, and and just get some more information. I have people helping me out with that, but right now with class and school and work and you know just riding in general, it's it's really hard for sure. And I'm trying to put a lot of effort and 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 devote time to the, to the underground project, mm-hmm. but it's I'm running out of time right now. So whether or not we get that done this spring, or whether or not we get it done this year, I would hope I hope we can get it done. And I'm really pushing for that, but it might have to be pushed back a tad just until summer till I get some more free time. But that's something I'm working on for sure. And it's I mean, man, you go to the IRS website and it's just there's like there's just so much information about it. And it's, I'm trying to take time to read these documents and read through all the guidelines. And, you know, I just, eventually I'm going to have to talk to the right people and, and go that route. And I'd love to do it myself, but I just don't think that it's, I'm not, I'm not, uh, um, you're, not a tax, you're right. Right. <laughs> so and actually that's something I might be able to help with. I don't have a ton of time, but I, uh, I used to be in that world of things and, uh, yeah. and my wife is too, actually. So, we might be able to help you out at least get you some basic inf- information, but, uh, right. um, you know, that brings up a, with all this stuff going on, you mentioned the, the keeping riding too. Right. And yeah. I want to get your take on what your thoughts are when you're riding. Right. Because it's very common and it happens in my case too, because if there's something that I wanted to say, you have a lead on a, a, a new sponsor or something for the team or, there's something that you wanted to get done last night that you didn't get done and now it's eating at you. 
do you sometimes feel not um not regretful but sometimes feel like you should be doing something for the underground project when you're out riding and you're just like oh man i can't i can't separate it right now and i should just be back cranking it out on my computer yeah i uh <laughs> my girlfriend tells me that all the time you know she's what are you doing and i'm like oh i'm riding she's like i thought you had to send an email or you know and it's just yeah it's tough and it's a balancing act and i uh yeah, I'm I'm trying to balance everything. I think we have the underground project right now pretty well set for this year. Okay. Um and it's and I have goals. I have a I have goals throughout the next I like our big goal is to be one of the best teams in the country in by 2025. So within 10 years, we have a 10-year window here we're working with. Um and I really do think we can achieve that. I think that not only Wisconsin, Wausau and Wisconsin, but the Midwest region, I think I think there's something special and I think we can do it. So we're going to push for that. We also, as a team, we have, uh, we have goals within those years, obviously like a one year and a three year, a five year and a 10 year goal. And we all have, there's, there's things we'd like to hit to ensure that we can not only be uh, successful, but also make this sustainable too. Like what's one of the big first goals for you as a group? Yeah, so this year we want to line up at least three, like by the end of 2015, we want to have at least three sponsors, which, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but three sponsors. That's a big deal. Yeah, and three sponsors can make a difference. And uh, by year three, so 2018, you want to have at least one other rider um, fully supported. So, I mean, we're talking bikes, entry, travel, kits, Mm -hmm. everything. And and right now it's tough because – we're not officially set up as a nonprofit, but I also don't want to register as a business. So trying to balance like donations and stuff like that is interesting. So right now, basically, I'm front, I'm fronting a lot of money um, with kits, which are we're going through Bora Teamwear, which I'm very excited about. Um, I and just I'll, li- got, I'll link them in the show notes too. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. we just got uh, we just received our art template, like our design 3D version two days ago and I just sent in a one small revision. So those are going to be available. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to post that to my personal Facebook, the team, Facebook website and stuff like that. Hopefully get a couple like pre-orders from people just to help, um, spread the word, the mission and the vision I say. But, uh, we, I'm, I got t-shirts and, and a couple hats and stuff just trying to spread the word, but also, take a little of that investment and then take the not not profit but take that money that we sell and we make and and funnel that into the team so there's it's a lot a, of it's okay things. to say profit yeah because but, really i mean it's not like you're taking it and going and getting drunk right i mean this yeah. is this money's going back into you're you're reinvesting the money so yeah. if if you know in the future if somebody says yeah we're taking the profits and we're we're reinvesting into the to the project that's all right. i need to say and yeah and uh it's cool and it's exactly that. It is an investment, and I'm taking a lot of personal responsibility to to make sure this is successful and, like I said, sustainable too. So, you know, this isn't just like, oh, this is for 2015. No, like this is a this is a long term project that, and it, that it is a project, and that's where I came up with the name too. Is um, like I said, it's been underground for years now, and I've always wanted to do it. And now that it's uh, officially out, I think that was a fitting name to go with, but. It's just, there's so much going on, man, and I'm thankful for everyone that's helping out, but 
like I said, it's an investment, and I I will put personal time and energy and resources in to help that because I did start it, and there's a lot. Like I said, there's so many other people. I don't want to take credit for it, but I, you know, I'm taking a personal responsibility to help make this successful. So, you know, and that's and that's what it takes. It's not like it's going to happen by itself. So. You have to take the initiative and, and do what you have to do. Are there anybody, any shout outs that you want to make specifically or? Yeah, for okay. sure. I yeah. mean, my, uh, my old manager at the shop who's now at, who's now working at board team where Chad, you know, he's helped me out with the proposal. He's been in the industry for over 35 years. He's just, he's got so much knowledge and it's like a, it's like a bank of knowledge, man. I just go in there and he always helps me out. Obviously, I said board team where we're working with sponsors, which I don't know if we're, it's hard to say right now. We, you know, we just started sending the proposal out. I mean, family and friends, you know, it's just, there's so many people and I'm just thankful and fortunate enough to have these people around to make this possible. But, uh, I mean, obviously my mom and stuff like that, but, yeah, uh, yep. yeah and it's, it's great. So I guess I wouldn't really do it justice by naming a few people, but okay. And Chad has definitely been instrumental in helping me out, and I'm very thankful. And there's so many people, whether it's on Facebook or people messaging me personally, or you know, the people that are like that want to back this and want to help out. You know, I'm like the first day. I think one of the first couple of days I launched a project. Uh, we had kids from the East Coast. Just for an example, we had a kid from the East Coast send a send a video wanting to join the team, and it's it's hard right now. You know, I'd love to support people, but. You know, it's hard, especially with the East Coast. I want to keep the team Midwest focused. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's just hard, but, you know, I'm really, like, seeing that kind of thing, it just gets me excited. And I'm really I'm really psyched to see what we can do in the future, for sure. Yeah. You've been thinking about, like you mentioned earlier, you've been thinking about this for a couple of years. I mean, what has the, I guess, the increase, especially in the Midwest as far as the high school mountain biking, I mean, is that, say you would have started this, let's say two or three years ago, right? If you would have cooked something up, um, it would it had been different with the lack of high school riders around. But now, you know, what I'm saying as far as now, there's a lot more high school people getting involved and there's going to be a lot more interest and the sponsors are starting to, people are really starting to take note of the younger people racing. Is that going to, I mean, is that a lot different and is that going to affect, how's that going to affect you? Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, one side is I graduated, and then they had the state, you know, the high school league right after I left, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. But I mean, it's great to see and going to be a teacher. I uh, I'm really excited to maybe even coach a high school team someday. Um, I was supposed to help out with the team this year, but I missed I missed a lot of like when I was in, I was still in St. Louis. I missed the Nika Summit, and I missed I missed some crucial things that really would limit my not to say leadership, but my qualification for to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm really eager to help out maybe this year and give and give it a shot. But yeah, I mean the high school league is booming now. We got so many kids. Whether it's I mean even in the central Wisconsin area, we have so many teams and kids that are just like I mean they're coming out like crazy. And obviously we have wars, which is a great a great um, fundamental or um, building block for a lot of these kids to get into it so you have a lot of races not only obviously the whole series there's 12 races in wisconsin but you have six races within about a 90 mile radius of wasa which is which is central wisconsin mm-hmm. um for those that don't know so 
in our area, we just have so many resources and so many opportunities that as more kids get into it, obviously there's going to be more kids that need support. So I think that we definitely are, won't have a shortage of kids to, to help. It's just going to be taking the kids that really need it because, and this is one thing it's hard to explain to people, but this very well, we're not setting out to make this, to have the underground project be an all-star team. You know, we're not, we're not going out and like, I would love to help every, every racer that I could, but we, we can't, you know? And so I don't want to go out and just have the fastest kids necessarily, um, you know, just they're winning everything, which is great. And, and maybe someday we can, but right now we're looking for those, like the kids that need it most, you know? So if it turns out to be an all-star team, if we have 10, you know, five kids that five, 10 kids that need it most, and they're also happen to be super fast, then, Hey, that's, that's the team. But we're looking for the kids that they might not be the fastest, but they're the kids that have, may have some serious talent, but just don't have the resources to, to pursue their dreams. Cause like I said, the sport is expensive. So mm-hmm. I think with the high school mom bike that there's going to be a lot more. I mean, and it's growing and growing in the past the two years that it's been around. So you're going to see an increase of riders, which means and there's going to be more support. And hopefully, I guess, hopefully more sponsors, which which could benefit us too. But I think it's this the sport is growing and it's great to see. So hopefully we can be part of that growth. Yeah, and that's the aspect of the kids the being fast or not being fast uh i can see it being in the situation where you have kids that come to you that need support because they really haven't done it not knowing that these kids are gonna that they have hidden natural talent that they they didn't know exactly come across those too where it's like they get on a bike and two months later they're racing i mean they're out at wars races winning and they Mm -hmm. had no idea yeah and like i said i mean i i love traditional sports like i was I was just an athlete when I was younger, and I loved, I loved being outside. And I, I eventually got to the point where I stopped all the traditional sports in high school and got on bikes. And bikes is just a way for me. And a lot of people, I mean, some people don't understand, and that's totally okay. Totally okay. But for the people that do understand, I think they all know they'll understand what I'm saying, and they'll know what I'm getting at is. That's how I express myself. You know, I go out and ride bikes and. I ride as fast as I can or I do something new and, and it's just simple. The other day I was riding in the shop and I just got on a just a, an old coaster brake bike, you know, simple cruiser one speed and I just realized it hit me like this is what I like right here. You know, I just I like bikes and that's and it gives me a way to just have fun and relax and uh yeah, so I want to help kids that really that, – that's their outlet, you know. That's that's what I did as a kid when I was in high school and, and college, and that's just my way of expressing myself. And I think for kids that need that, that's – and that's also something I want to support. So, right on. Uh, yeah, just giving back, you know, for kids that, that understand. Yep. And you mentioned Expo, which, like you said, it's kind of faded away. But are there any other teams, development groups – any similar projects to what you have that you know of that are kind of that you can use for some inspiration or ideas or maybe even, you know, send them a message and say, Hey guys, I have a question about this. Cause I, I know of one that's, that's been around for quite a while and is cranking out some really fast people out in Durango, the Durango Devo team, mm-hmm. I think they call it, but yeah. are there anything, any other groups like that that you look to? 
Yeah, so like you said, Durango Devo is great. And, and when they're with Rocky Mountain Chocolate and stuff like that, that was great. I mean, we have, you have Bear or Trek Castelli, whatever it is out in California with the name change now. Up in the Northwest, uh, Pacific Northwest, you have uh, Rad Racing. Down South, the Southeast, you have Cycle Youth. Texas is brewing up some stuff. Like I said, New England, there's Cycle Smart, Jam Fund, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tokyo Joe, stuff like that. And that's all, it's like West Coast, East Coast, South. Right, exactly. And there's a huge population in, you know, like specifically uh, Wisconsin, but then Michigan and Minnesota, people don't realize the the group of mountain bikers in that region. Yeah, so we make, like, you know, we don't have the mountains and stuff, but we have the trails and we have... I mean, you just I mean, you just come up to Wisconsin, and it's like it's different than south southern Wisconsin, and it's it's a new. I mean, I I love where I'm from, and we have uh, a lot of riders, and we have a lot of cyclists. Um, so, and I know like there's Red Zone, which is based out of Louisville, and so there's teams, and there's and there's a lot of road teams for sure. Like you have IS Corp, the I mean, it's the official development team of Trek Factory Racing, hmm. and. But that's road, and I love road. I mean, I raced road in college. I I love it. Um, But I also love mountain biking and cross more, and I love riding trails. And so that's what we're focused on is the off-road disciplines. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there, and and I've I've looked into them, and unfortunately I haven't really made contact, which is something I might need to do. But I've also talked to, like, some people at Trek and and SRAM and and gotten to some pretty high-up people there and, you know, whether or not we hook something up this year or in the future, I think that it's, it might take some of the big Midwest companies like SRAM and Trek to to push the high school league, to push Devo teams like this. Um, we have the resources, so hopefully we'll see an increase in support from those those big powers in the Midwest. And I think that could change a lot of things. But there's definitely teams out there that are successful and I'm hoping to kind of take that and offer that in the Midwest and, and in Wisconsin too. Right. And I haven't checked. So I don't know if you heard it or if you listened, but listeners, if you've followed along mountain bike radio, but we recently had a show, uh, drunk cyclist guys, uh, <laughs> D two and 40 hands did an interview with Rebecca rush. And you know, when you talk about this groups and things come to my head where you can use other people that are doing these kind of things, I don't know if she has part of her gold rush tour. I don't know if that's coming through your neck of the woods, but you know something like that would be really cool. Where you just contact Rebecca and say, "Hey, you know, I got this thing going on. I saw, you know, I see that you're going to be in Wisconsin. You know, is there something we can get going? Because I'm interested in getting some girls on the team, and this is what I have going on. So it'd be really cool to, you know, if she is going to be somewhere near, it'd be cool to just to reach out to her, even which I could help you with, because she's obviously she's pretty cool. You know, if you listen to the interview, but it was pretty candid on a lot of stuff, and it's pretty cool. But she works with a ton of youth, a ton of girls, um, and gets them going in the sport similar to what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. So something like that would be really cool. Yeah, I know. I haven't checked out the where she'll be going, but I know, like, obviously with her change, um, going to Niner and stuff from yeah. Specialized, <clears throat> excuse me, she, uh, I mean, she's just so instrumental in, in the introduction of, in, in the introduction and, and the development of cycling not only for females, but just for people in general. Mm-hmm. She's a, a great figure to have for our sport. Yeah. Um, I know Tim Johnson does his ride, you know, starts, so I think it's Minneapolis to Chicago. He comes through Wisconsin. Yeah. And I've checked the dates for that. I mean, it would be great. To, 
I mean, these people, we have some great people in our sport. And uh, obviously, they, like I said, Rebecca does a lot with the youth. And Tim does too. He's got his own fun too. So it'd be great to talk to them for sure. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I would love to talk to anyone that has any yeah. You know any help or anyone that just has any information that they they might want to pass along for sure like and and that's what I'll do i'll 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 send her a, a note and uh maybe I'll just introduce the two of you and tell her what you have going on and then she can listen to the episode see what you have going on and see if there's anything if she's gonna be in that part of the the country i don't I have to check the website I can't remember what she had going on, but something like that'd be really cool oh yeah bring some some of the girls out too especially because they they look up to her a lot right. so um, yeah, so it sounds pretty cool. Where, if, if somebody's interested, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, let's see. I think on our website, we, uh, on our contact, on our <clears throat> contact page here, we have a, a contact form you can do just okay. name, email and message. You can shoot us an email at the underscore underground underscore project at yahoo.com. We're on, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but I mean, you can add, Casey Hildebrand, you can add me on Facebook, message me, whatever. Um, I mean, I'm open to whatever. If you if you just want to get in touch, any method will will be uh, pretty successful, I think. So okay, cool. And I'll link all those in the show notes. So if you're if you're listening to this on the app, you can go to on the iPhone app. There's in the bottom right hand corner. There's a little E. You can just look at your screen, touch the little E, and it'll bring up all the links. And then as you're listening, you can click the links. On the Android devices, it's a little gift box. So if you just touch that, it'll take you to the links, and you can you can find all the details through that. All right, so what do you have going up personally? I want to talk about what you have coming up this year. What are you doing? You mentioned uh, the Fat Bike Berkey. Are you doing any other winter stuff before the spring cranks up, or what do you have planned? Yeah, so like I said, I was in St. Louis for a couple of years, a couple of winters, and I moved, I'm going to uh, University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point now, back in Wisconsin in the winter, and it, it's not a bad winter this year, but there's the snow, and I got a fat bike. I did uh, Badger State, and I'll do the fat bike Berkey in, in the middle, or I think it's first weekend of March. Um, but just riding a lot, riding inside. I'm, like I said, doing a lot of different stuff now. My nutrition's a lot better. I mean, I still have, I can still improve, but um, trying Everybody to Everybody can improve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a lot of room for improvement, and I definitely still have room, but... Uh, nutrition hitting the gym a little bit experimenting with some weights and uh yeah like i said riding fat bikes are fun i mean we have trails and we have like i said the mountain bay trail which is a hundred mile trail basically from wasa to green bay um so i can ride that trails the trainer obviously and uh yeah and i'm running and stuff and i'm just using the the winter as uh not not that it's bad but it offers a different uh some different training and at this point of the year it's it's okay so um just trying to keep it consistent, which is something I really lacked. So improving on consistency, not necessarily going nuts with the hours, but keeping it consistent. And uh, yeah, I think by spring and by summer, I'll be ready for cross, which is my big, my big goal. That sounds like you've learned something over your, from the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, it's yeah, just, I, it, it's like anything. It's really easy to, you, you think, you know, it, you're the kind of guy that gets really wrapped up in something and just like, all right, let's do it everything, everything we can, right? And yeah, you got to take every time you go through that, just take a few lessons here and there, and improve on it for the next time. You know, just just mellow out a little bit and pick what you need to focus on, and and then get it done that way. 
So yeah. with, with cross, what do you have going on? What's the, do you have like a big goal or are you going to be racing every, you know, twice every weekend or is there a big race you're gunning for? What's, what's up with that in the fall? Yeah. So I'll be doing, like I said, the fat bike Berkey, I'll do a select, ah, I don't want to say select, but I'll do quite a few wars. I think this summer, okay. um, been talking to like to modern and some, some of the lawn brothers and, uh, and getting some info on, you know, they've gone over to Europe and raced for cross and, I think it's a good idea to keep racing throughout the summer just to keep fitness in check. And uh, I'll do wars for fun. Obviously, I want to do fast, but I'll do that. Um, be fast and do that. And then by the time cross rolls around, the UCI just released the uh, the calendar for this year. It's a little different than years past, which has kind of altered what I thought it would be. But I have three big goals for the year, and they're all based around cross. So I want to... Goal one is uh, top five at U23 National Championships. Goal two is to make, which formerly was Euro uh, Eurocross camp, but now is part of USA Cycling. So make the European U23 development block in Europe, hopefully over Christmas. So go over there with USA Cycling, knock out two good weeks in Belgium. And goal three would be to make the USA World's U23 cross team. So it's so, you heard it here, listeners. We got somebody with some pretty... Uh... Follows through on even two of those goals, it's a big deal. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah they're big goals for sure, and um, I'm I mean, you uh, definitely have the ability. Yeah, right? you I just think... kind of have to. It's just one of those things. You have the ability. It sounds like you're you're ready to work on it, and you just have to. Things just have to go. You know, everything has to go well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I want to take that ability that I believe in. You know, I believe in myself, and I. I need to, uh, I really want to push it and see what I can do. So once I actually, like I am now taking riding more seriously, and I'm still having fun, but I'm knocking out trainer rides like like they're nothing before I couldn't even ride the trainer for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I can ride the trainer for two hours and it's, and it's, I enjoy it, you know, what I'm doing. So keeping those goals in mind is really keeping me motivated. I, uh, I got, I don't want to say I got, but you know, I'm, I'm a professional on the mountain bike side now, which which isn't a big difference for me in Wisconsin. Cat ones and pros race together, so I'll be racing the same guys they always have. But it's just another little motivational thing to keep me going. Um, but yeah, so the cross is I'll be hitting some big UCI races, hopefully five or six. I wanted to do cross Vegas, but now that is a World Cup, and then a couple of days later we have Montreal up in Canada. So we'll see what the selection criteria is for those World Cups, um, but. Hopefully, maybe make it to one of those, but we have the Trek CXC in Wisconsin. Jingle Cross is now in December. Um, Louisville and Cincinnati have their big weekends. So I have uh, some some somewhat local UCI races, you could say, mm-hmm. to hit. And, uh, yeah, you got to hit the big races to make the selection criteria, and so that's what it takes, and that's why uh, I have some big goals. But you have to hit – I mean, I have some uh, some guidelines or – some learn um, some outcomes I need to hit to meet those goals, which would be obviously hitting the UCI races and then doing well enough to score some points. Um, yeah, hopefully wrap up some top tens and some UCI races, get some crucial points, um, and uh, yeah, make the criteria and hopefully go to Europe a couple times. Yeah, it, you know the the good thing about having the awards series is that's some great training to get in you know, to, to really crank it up and have some great competition and get you going ready for the, you know, early, early fall. And then that'll carry you right through. So it's pretty cool. Yes. And, uh, 
yeah, I mean, with Cole House, Mater, Tristan, Darren's coming back this year, and from what I hear, and yeah, I mean, I I am uh, really fortunate to have some great fast guys that also race cross. So racing with them in the summer, and I've been in the I've been in the lead group a couple times at some races, and I've hung in there for a couple laps. So hopefully, this year I can uh, extend that to a full race and and just have some fun with it and see what we can do. So yeah, and and I will say for the wars the wars crowd is that you better uh, you better give those guys a run for the money because you're dealing with some older guys. Uh, I'm not going to say old because Brian's, uh, he's around my age, but, and then Nathan, he has five kids, four yeah. or five kids. So you better be giving these guys runs for, run for their money. And Darren, I think he, wasn't he coming back from a kid and Tristan yep. has a child. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys, <laughs> they do it all. It seems like, and, and Brian, you know, he's out West again, out in Tucson or wherever he is in Arizona. So, uh, I mean, obviously Cole and him had some great success this year and not only, um, obviously Subaru Cup, they podiumed with former national champs and current national champs and out at nationals, you know, Brian went from back row to top 10, which yeah, crazy. I think he's, he's Iceman, Schwamigan, or to shore. So yes. I, it's just, I'm fortunate enough to have these guys that not only have I looked up to, but now I think it's time to take it to a different level and start pushing them. Push them, yeah. Yeah, ask ask him in one email about this, and then come out the next weekend and give them a run <laughs> for their money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, I will say thank you to Brian Motter. Um, he's I had a phone call with him a little bit, not recently, but I don't know, probably a month or two ago now. And um, yeah, he's just it's great. We have obviously I raced with these guys, but they are willing to help out, and and they're I mean it's competition, but they're friends and they help out when they can and. It's just any advice that they give me, you know, it, it helps a lot. It goes a long way. And so I'm thankful for uh, for the – we have a great scene going on in the Midwest, and I'm hoping just to add to that with, with what I'm doing. So Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that'll do it. Like I said, listeners, if you have any questions about the show, you can send me an email at ben at mountainbikeradio.com. Otherwise, you can reach Casey at all different ways, and I'll link those in the show notes, but Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram website, all that, all that is, will be available in the show notes. So thank you, Casey. I appreciate the time. It's a lot of great information and I, uh, you know, congratulations on getting this going. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And again, thank you to everyone else that has helped and continues to help and may help in the future. It's, uh, I mean, together we can, we can make a difference. So I'm just a small part of that. I'm not, I mean, it's, there's so much going on and, it's just uh, there's so many people to thank. So thanks again to everyone, and thanks again for having me on the show and helping me uh, spread the word about what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that'll do it, listeners. So thanks for tuning in for another episode of Inside Mountain Bike Radio. Mm-hmm.